Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. All right, now on the subject of money, there's a guy in New York City. His name is John Casamitidis. Uh, he owns WABC Radio, the big legacy station in New York. One Casamitidis bought the station. It was like 26th in the market. It was just a wreck, okay? So John doesn't have media experience in the sense that he's not a guy who runs media companies, but he saw that this was a bargain that they people who own WEC were giving it away, and he bought it. So now, I think it's three years after his purchase, the station's number one in the morning and competitive all day long, overall news talk, I think it's number two, all right? Full disclosure, I am on the station. Now, I'm not saying it's because of me that the ratings rocketed, but I didn't hurt it, Okay. But I like working for Casamitidis, or I wouldn't do it. I don't have to do it. And he carries the no-spin news at 9 p.m. on WABC every night. And it gets a big number. AM radio at night, you know, that's they say it's obsolete. It's not. Not in New York City. Not in the tri-state area. Now, Casamitidis came from Greece, a little island in the Mediterranean. He had nothing. Father had nothing. They came here to New York, and now he's a billionaire with a B. It's no hedge fund. He didn't invent Facebook. So he's got a book. book is How Far Do You Want to Go? Lessons from a Common Sense Billionaire. Well, I read the book because I'm a common sense guy, okay? And uh, John Casamitidis joins us now from New York City. So what I took away from this book is that you did it on hard work. That was almost 100%. You just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, and then success followed. Am I wrong? 
No, you're not wrong. Uh, there's no substitute for hard work. All these people that uh, work three days a week and then want to come in for five days a week, they're not going to make it. And, uh, uh, you know, you say, well, we get lucky sometimes. But luck is uh, preceded by hard work. And, uh, you know, my two grandfathers came to America in 1913. Uh, I didn't come. Uh, my father brought me to America. I was six months old after World War II. Uh, we grew up in Harlem. We grew up in the poor side of town. And I love America. I'm an immigrant. I love America. I believe in immigration. But at five years old or six years old, I was taken down and I swore allegiance to the to the United States of America. All these migrants coming through, who are they swearing allegiance to? And my two, my father's two brothers, uh, Bill, had to sign on a dotted line that if my father couldn't pay the bills, they would pay it for him. So my father ended up working seven days a week so he would never have to go to his brothers for money. And in the Greek expression, it was called pilotimo. In other words, having pride for your family, having pride for your your uh, your self-esteem, and and not to be able not to not to cry over you know what what happened to me scenario. Uh, so uh, uh, I went to school. I went to uh, my father believed in education. My mother believed in education, and I wanted to write this book. Uh, so to prove out that anybody, no matter where you are in America, there's an opportunity to make it. And if you work hard, keep your nose clean and, 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 and be a common sense person, and you're gonna reach a lot of forks in the road, you can make it successful too. Okay, how old were you when you first started working? Well, I was working while I was going to college uh, uh, for a guy I call a big brother or cousin. So while I was going to NYU, uh, I was um, uh, working in a grocery store. And in my senior year, he says to me, I'm having troubles with my uncle. You have to buy my share of the, of the business. Uh, I said, what are you talking about? I, I'm going to school. So... $10,000, I bought half the store that he was partners with his uncle because the family was, his family was having troubles. They would argue every day, three times a day. So I, you know, we, uh, I bought it. I went to school. You know, those days, college was five days a week. I don't know what it is now. I'm, you know, kids only go to school three days a week, five days a week. I worked all day long. I went to school all day long, worked till midnight and so on, and so on, and so on. And me and his uncle never had an argument. So you know what the definition of partners not having an argument is? Make a profit, you'll never have an argument. Okay, did you take any financial chances to become a billionaire? I mean, your hard work got you, and I think most people who watch this broadcast who are watching or listening to us today, John, are hard workers, uh, and, they, and they have kept their nose clean although I do get letters from convicts all the time. Um, when did it accelerate into true wealth? Because you make a nice living working hard, okay? But they didn't, into the stratosphere where you are financially, what was the key to that? 
Well, I was in the supermarket business in, in my early 20s. And then I, I realized that you can't stay in business unless you own the real estate. So I would say in 1977, when the world was coming to an end in New York, I put excess cash flow of $5 million from the supermarket business into the real estate business. And when I woke up one day, uh, five years later, four years later, that uh, that $5 million was worth $100 million Gee. because it was New York. So wow. that was my first $100 million. Okay. All right. So you did take chances because the $5 million could have gone down the drain if the city had not recovered um, from the uh, late 70s, which was a disaster. Final question for you. We live in a country now where at least half the country believes the federal government should take care of everything. You hear it every day. You know what I'm talking about. We'll give you this. We'll give you Biden's the poster boy for this. We're going to give you, give you, give you, give you, give you. How do you convince people that's not the right road? Well, you know, I, I, I tell people that you can't just take it all. You, sooner, what did Margaret, it was a Margaret Thatcher, sooner or later you run out of other people's money. And uh, it's it, it that what I say, contribute to success is you come to a lot of forks in the road. And you can either zig or you zag. And you have to pick the right fork in the road. And and having the government, the government, I, I tell you, do you trust them to make all your decisions? Would you make anybody in the government trustee of your child's estate? Uh, and you laugh about it when you even think about it. Uh, and... Uh, uh, I think the, 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 the way we always do it, Bill, is that people have to do the right thing, make the right decisions for their own families, have to make the right decisions uh, for, for their companies. And uh, every time the government interferes, guess what? We lose. That's right. There's no doubt about it. Self-reliance. Well, I'm glad you bought WABC. So now I'm the big blabbermouth on on the station. But you're doing my, a great job. In my and, hometown. Uh, people um, love you. Yeah, that, listen, we're rolling on WABC. The book is How Far Do You Want to Go? So I uh, recommend it highly. It's very, you know, quick read. And uh, if you have uh, children or grandchildren uh, that are kind of drifting around, uh, this is a book they might want to take a look at. Hey, John, we'll uh, talk to you later on your program. Uh, this afternoon, and uh, we appreciate you coming on. And thanks for writing the book. I, I, I look forward. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. 
New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. But this DA, Alvin Bragg, you can't get a more radical law enforcement official in this entire country. And remember, we'll remind you that the federal government looked at this Stormy Daniels case and declined to prosecute. Okay? And the previous DA in Manhattan also declined to prosecute. So magically, Bragg drags this up, hurting the entire country in the process, dividing us even further. But let's get to the nuts and bolts. And the best guy to talk about that, in my opinion, is Brett Talman. Uh, he's a former U.S. attorney for Utah. He comes to us from Salt Lake City, where he's the CEO of the Talman Group. All right, so here, here's what I'm trying to figure out and you're smarter than I am in, in this area, not, not in all areas, but in this area. Any, any district attorney locally in any of the 50 states could bring a charge, criminal charge, against any federal politician. I mean, who lived in the area or whatever, right? Anybody could, anybody could do that. Well, you're, you're accurate. And, you know, we, we actually give criminal law. The Constitution establishes that the states have the primary authority in criminal law, and the federal system is supposed to be secondary. Now, in practice, we've never really seen this level of prosecutorial abuse and, and misconduct. And, and it is misconduct because he, he knows his arguments are losing on both the state charge he wants to bring where he's barred by the statute of limitations and the federal charge, which has also uh, been reviewed by federal authorities and they refuse to bring it for lack of evidence. And so what you have is the frustrating position of a local you know, DA exercising that really broad and powerful authority to bring it against a politician. And he's doing so thinking that friendly judges and friendly jurors are going to look past what the law and the evidence is, and he'll 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 gain his his reward based on just the pursuit of the charges being you know pushed out there by the grand jury. Does the federal government, in the form of Congress, have any authority here, in the sense that Donald Trump is a declared presidential candidate? All right, so now you're you've got a a person, a local person, trying to harm 
his candidacy, which this is what it's all about. Bragg, as you know, doesn't prosecute most felonies. I mean, <laughs> some violent That's felonies, right. drug felonies, won't prosecute them. And now we're talking about a alleged hush payment, uh, which would never, ever get anywhere in Manhattan if it weren't Donald Trump or some Republican that Bragg would like to hurt. So does Congress have any authority to inhibit that prosecution? Yeah, so two things on, on the options for the president. You know, the one is on the litigation side in terms of filing motions to dismiss. And once he gets through the New York judges, we'll be able to push it up to the federal level. Um, that's one angle I'm sure they're looking how does, at. How does that work, but, though? So Trump's mm -hmm. lawyers file motions to dismiss, right? So correct. New York that's State correct. being a very liberal place, the state judges, good chance they won't dismiss. How does it then get up to the federal level? So once it hits the appellate level in the in New York, if they refuse to hear it or they rule against him, then he once he's exhausted the appellate courts in New York, then he can take it straight to the Supreme Court. OK, so that is likely to happen. And I've said that Correct. last week that Trump's never going to allow himself um, to go through this process without taking it into the Supreme Court. Now, can they force Trump to appear in Manhattan, which would be a security risk to everybody, Donald Trump himself, yeah. to every person living in Manhattan, all security risks. Can they do this virtually by Zoom or some, something else? Yeah, that's a great question. Nobody's talking about this, and that's the practical side is very important here. So in, in essence, a judge has to issue that, that subpoena for to, to go out and grab an, an arrest warrant, basically, to go out and grab an individual that's in another state. That has to be accepted by a judge in the other state. Now, sometimes those are routine, sometimes not. Um, you know, I've represented individuals that were were tried to pu be pulled into other states and some we're successful on, some we are not. But it really depends on all of the circumstances. And a judge in Florida will review whether or not to accept the arrest warrant. In, a in state essence. judge, right? A state That's judge correct. in Florida. So the judge in Florida could say, I don't believe there's enough evidence to um, cooperate in this warrant. Could, is that what he would say if he didn't want to? move Trump up here? The, the state judge in Florida will re look at the Florida rules for an arrest warrant and determine whether or not what New York did comports with what they require in Florida. Some might think that that's just a no-brainer, but it's not, for example, in Georgia, when they, they've issued some subpoenas for individuals in Texas, Texas has more stringent requirements in order to pursue an individual and try to drag them into Georgia. So that's not a, that's not a, a given. Is it, is it typically a given? Yes, but this is not a typical case. That's for sure. So once that judge that once that judge reviews that in Florida and makes a ruling, then either side will appeal based on on what the judge okay. has has ordered. And then you go up from there again. Does it go to a, a state judge in Palm Beach where Trump lives? Is that who would hear it? Correct. OK. All right. Now, let's stair step it. Is there any prohibition for an indictment over the Internet, uh, not in person? Can you do that? Is that lawful? 
you can, you know, they can, they can allow him to appear by Zoom, for example, and and have been doing that for the past couple of years. And so they could, they could secure the indictment. They could have negotiations with the lawyer in which they negotiate that he won't be arrested. He'll be allowed to to self-report, and he could he could report to his local authorities there in Palm Beach, and then you know appear at the hearings via Zoom. But that will all depend on what the judge orders in New York and, and whether it's embraced by, by Florida. Okay. But it's possible. Yes. Because I don't think the Secret Service is going to want to move Donald Trump up to Manhattan. That would be a burden on everybody and, and a dangerous situation. All right. Final question. From what you just told us, and, and excellent analysis, by the way, no BS, which is why we, we'd like you. Um, The odds of this actually going to trial are very, very slender. It'd have to get through the Supreme Court in order for this to go to trial, correct? Correct. The the likelihood of this going to trial is very low. Um, And and, and if it does, you're going to see some some very unique uh, defenses being raised. And and the witnesses themselves are so... uh, absolutely lacking in credibility that even a friendly jury is going to struggle in a case like this, not to mention they'll get it moved. They'll get it moved out of New York City. There's no doubt about it. Can Bragg be charged with prosecutorial misconduct? And if so, who would bring that charge? Who could bring the charge? Great, great question. So there, there really are two levels of, of <clears throat> accountability, and they're weak, both of them. One is at, at the bar level, where if, if it really is as bad as it looks, and the statute of limitations aren't there, and the evidence isn't there, and he's just doing this without a, without a firm, solid ground uh, you know, basis, then the bar, the ethics bar, bar section of the bar will, will actually engage, and it could be a problem for him. On the other side, there is a there can be a finding of prosecutorial misconduct, and it, it typically results in a removal from office or it results in um, a large fine. But I'm not aware of a criminal prosecution that could be brought against a prosecutor because of how strong uh, uh, limited immunity is so immunity for um, you know law enforcement and for prosecutors. Okay. But Trump's lawyers could file civil action against Bragg, which I'm sure they will, uh, for prosecutorial misconduct based upon whatever they put in their uh, in their brief to get uh, the attention of the civil courts. That's what's most likely to happen. Right. That's right. And and Bill, I I do want to go back because I think you asked a really good question I didn't answer. And that's relative to Congress. They do have the ability. There's a lot of funding that goes through what's called the burn jag grant. The Burn JAG grant is federal dollars that go directly to local law enforcement and prosecutors and to a lot of their programs. If they threaten that, Bragg's going to be even worse at performing his job, having less resources than he already has. All right. So the House of Representatives could stop law, federal money from coming into New York City based Correct. upon their saying this is corrupt, he's corrupt. And they don't need the Senate's approval to do that. They can stop it themselves, right, with Republicans in charge. That's correct. That's probably what Jim Jordan's going to do. That's where he's think, uh, looking I to do. I think that's right. So if you were Alvin Bragg, you're in a world of hurt right now, right? Yeah, not to, yeah, not to mention that there's some who are, you know, pretty pretty good at, at looking and analyzing, including yourself and others, who say, you know, this is actually 
could be boosting Donald Trump. And and remember, you can have a felony and run for president. Okay, but if you're convicted of a felony, then you can't. Is that correct? No, it's not. You can be convicted. You can. There's no requirement. And in fact, we have had individuals run for president in this country who had been convicted of, of a felony. And and they did that. The, the founders of the Constitution did that because they were concerned that the opposition might try to eliminate a candidate by charging them when they were in power. Ironically. Just, yeah, just just <laughs> what they're doing now. Well, he's not in power, right. but he's trying to get back into power. All right, Brad, that was really good. Thank you very much for taking the time. And I I think I speak for everybody uh, watching and listening tonight. It's a lot clearer now than it was about 10 minutes ago. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks, Bill. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the No Spin News Weekend Edition. I was bringing John Solomon. Now, uh, I like John on the program because uh, he's the CEO and editor of Just the News. And and John is conservative. I, I think he wouldn't argue with that. But, but he's a reporter. And, you know, I've been following him for many years, and I, and I watch Just the News, and I see John. And, and I check out what he says, because I never take anything that anybody says uh, on face value. We always check. And John checks. So I asked John to look into the House Republicans who are furious about this Trump situation and, and bring in to tell you and me uh, how this Trump alleged prosecution, which now as I said, is a fiasco, is going to play out in Congress. So what, you got anything for us? What's the headline, John? I do. Listen, I think that in the next two weeks, you're going to hear of a new whistleblower a, or a new set of whistleblowers. They're going to explain why Hunter Biden's case never got to a decision on whether he should be indicted for taxes. Listen, the proof is sitting out and open. We have his emails where he acknowledges he didn't pay taxes. The guy who gave him the money said he didn't pay his taxes. There is going to be an answer why this tax case wasn't brought. And when people get that answer, I think they're going to further have that erosion of trust in the system. Yeah, I, I think you tweeted out earlier today, the American judicial system is near collapse. And I think that's very true. When the American people no longer trust the system, they see it as a political tool instead of a legal tool. They lose trust in the system. It does collapse. I think we're at a very sensitive moment. And I think the, what Republicans plan to do is, all right, you want to take on Donald Trump with really bogus charges that some judge is going to throw out? Wait till you see what we drill into at your Justice Department. Yeah. I think that's where it's going. 
That's what I said day one. And the tweet that I said was, look, Americans believe, or at least used to, that there's equal justice under the law, and there isn't now. Okay? So criminals are actually favored in cities like New York and L.A. and Chicago. I mean, they have far more rights than the victims. I mean, that's insane. And if you bring a lawsuit into civil court, you better have a million dollars, because that's what you're going to pay the lawyers. And the judge may or may not uphold a legal contract. Judges say, I don't care. They do what they want to do. And if you want to appeal, you better have another million dollars. So our justice system has fallen apart. But I said on day one that the Republicans in the House of Representatives are going to now ramp up to show the Democratic Party and the progressive left, you want to do this to a Republican, here's what we're going to do to you. It's almost like yeah. revenge, right? It is. Listen, every, uh, like, just like physics, every uh, reaction creates an equal and opposite reaction. Republicans are going to swing the pendulum back at Democrats, and it's going to be uncomfortable. And there's a lot of vulnerabilities. There's an amazing corruption trial going on in the Illinois State House uh, with their House Speaker Madigan and all, you know, literally 20 years of corruption that's going to be aired in a lot of ways. I think Bragg's going to be hauled before Congress if he does pull the trigger on this indictment and be asked to answer for why do you let felons go and downgrade felonies for violent crimes but upgrade a misdemeanor to felony when you're going after a political enemy? And then I think the the third question comes in. And I think in the last two weeks, James Comer has made some really significant gains. You said to me about a year ago, and I I 100% agreed with you, Hunter Biden doesn't matter. It only matters what Joe Biden did in the in the scandal. They are getting closer and closer to showing money moving into foreign accounts, into business accounts, business accounts, into family members' accounts, and family members' accounts into Joe Biden beneficial things, such as paying his bills or paying off debts for him. That pattern will ultimately end up at the president's door if that if they substantiate the bank records. Now Joe Biden has to explain two things: why he had a crooked system and why he looked into the camera and lied to us. That's what's going to matter to the American people. Republicans have the bullseye marked on the map now. They're going after what did Joe Biden benefit from his son. They're making some real strides. Okay, so this is a classic example of be careful what you wish for, progressive left and Democratic Party. Because now the incentive, and it was always an incentive by the Republicans, let's be honest about it, to show the Biden family was corrupt. They wanted to do it. They are and do it. But now it's on steroids yeah, because of the, of the Trump situation. Now, let's advance it a little bit further. So Alvin Bragg, if subpoenaed by uh, a congressional committee, whether it's Comer or Jim Jordan or whoever, okay, he has to appear as a law enforcement agent, correct? He does, yeah. I mean, uh, otherwise we'll end up with another Steve Bannon prosecution situation. Yeah, he'll show up. He'll probably do the... Uh, the Bob Mueller thing. I can't talk about things under investigation, but he'll have to show up for sure. Okay. But he can talk about his abysmal record of not uh, prosecuting felons. He can, they're going to ask him about that. And then, you know, when they start to ask him about Trump, he's never going to say, yeah, I did this because of political reasons. And he's not going to say it. But here's what's interesting in this. His predecessor, Cy Vance, the DA in Manhattan before Bragg, hated Trump. Way back. Way, way back. No doubt. Okay. Despised him. Wanted to hurt him all day long. He would not bring this case. That's right. Okay. So a legitimate question to Bragg would be, you know, and you ran over 
your predecessor's decision, and I think the Congressional Committee will have that, um, why did you decide to go the opposite way? Yeah. I mean, he'd have to answer something like that uh, based upon the law. But again, I think you're right. He'll, he'll try to dance and this and that, but he'll, he'll look so bad in the process. There'll be, a, there'll be a place of vulnerability for him that he can't hide behind investigations. What did you do for the three, four, five hundred thousand dollars that George Soros gave you? What sort of conversations did you have with George Soros? How often do you talk to people in the political world about your job? And I think that's an area that these prosecutors are becoming much more vulnerable. And I've been going, uh, I sued in St. Louis, another Soros funded prosecutor, Kimberly Gardner. We got all sorts of extraordinary uh, documents two years later showing how politics were infusing her prosecution decision. Uh, that's an area that I think Republicans told me if they get a help and brag understand, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. He's not going to be able to say, I can't talk about this investigation. It's politics. It's not I'm, glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned Gardner, the DA of St. Louis, which now has the highest homicide rate in the country. Now, she was fired by yeah. the Missouri Attorney General, but she's still there. What's the status that's of that? It's funny. I just had Andrew Bailey, the attorney general, on my show a little bit ago. He said, listen, we're going through the litigation process. We're going to win. We're going to meet the dereliction of duty uh, standard that Missouri has to meet. She'll be gone by the end of the year, and it will send a message not only to Missourians. It's going to send a message to any woke DA. You could lose your job if you don't enforce the law. Okay. I want to remind everybody I'm going to be on uh, Just the News with John Solomon yeah. tonight on his show. This is kind of a Lend-Lease thing here. Comes on the no spin news. I like I the deal. Justin I get the better end of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Now, last question. Joe Biden hasn't said anything about this, about the Trump thing at all. Nothing. Right. Um, and it, it, that was smart for him not to inject himself into this. Either as Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland hasn't said anything. It's a state beef. But right. this gives Joe Biden cover because the whole attention, again, of the media is focused on Trump now not Biden's dereliction of duty, which we're, you know, yeah. we've been proving almost every day. And so this is a good thing for Biden, correct? It is, yeah, it, it is for short term until that boomerang that you talked about starts to speed up and all of a sudden his family and their members are asked to take the fifth or raise their hand in Congress because that's the ultimate poison bill. Let's put Hunter Biden and James Biden and every Biden who got a check from China on the witness stand and see what they say. And that's the moment where this, uh, the comfort level he may have for a few months, he buys himself a little time, but as soon as Republicans get to that point, it's going to be very uncomfortable for Joe Biden. And Haley Biden. So yeah, uh, Bo Biden's new widow, yeah. Bo Biden's yeah. widow uh, takes yeah. up with the brother, Hunter, and yeah. now the accusation is she received $35,000 from a Chinese concern. So they'll certainly call her. Now, she'll be a sympathetic figure, I think, but sure. I could be wrong That's about right. that. But, you know, you've got now three Bidens in there. Um, you know, Joe Biden's brother, Joe Biden's son, and Joe Biden's mm -hmm. former daughter-in-law. So what a, right. what a mess. It's, and there's a mystery uh, bank account that James Comer uncovered last week. It's just called Biden. They don't know whose money it is, but it gets a big chunk of that money. A lot of speculation where that might go, but... Uh, I keep an eye on that mystery bank account. My investigators are working real hard on that. They seem to have some idea what it might be. All right, John. Thanks very much. We'll see you later on Just thanks, the Bill. News. We really appreciate it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. Ilya Shapiro is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, editor-in-chief of the Cato Supreme Court Review. Smart guy, much smarter than I am. Um, Am I missing anything in summing up what is going on for the American people here, Mr. Shapiro? No, I was following your analysis. I I think that's uh, that's right. You know, the the one thing I always wonder about uh, government shutdowns, they say all uh, non-essential workers go home and all that. Why do they come back? We should only have people who are essential to the running of the government uh, employed by the taxpayer. People we don't need, why are we paying you? But you're basically reaching a point in this country where there are millions of Americans who don't want a wall. They simply don't want it. And even though Senator Schumer said he did want it a few years ago, now he apparently doesn't want it. Uh, Nancy Pelosi never wanted it because her liberal base finds the wall offensive. Shouldn't everybody just say, look, I don't want the wall, I do want the wall, and let everybody know, rather than have these secret agendas all over the place? Well, look, most of the border that's actually crossable already is uh, pretty fortified, so it's not so much a matter of spending billions and billions of dollars that we don't have to put this wall across impassable desert and rivers and mountains and stuff like that. Um, you know, I th- that's, that's kind of a red herring. I mean, it's a lot, it allows Trump to look strong. Uh, And that's kind of the deal that will ultimately be made, because whatever money goes to this wall is basically like flushing it down the toilet, but uh, makes people feel good. Well, I disagree with you, Um, because they have a prototype that we examined in detail yesterday, Um, and they tested it on Navy SEALs to see if the SEALs could get across it, and they could not. Well, I'm not not disputing. That wall would would displace. Go ahead. I'm not disputing that the, that they can come up with a better wall than what we have now or what have you, but uh, most of the problem is not people sneaking uh, across the border or, or climbing existing walls or fencing or, or anything like that. In terms of if you're concerned about illegal immigration, and I think that concern is overblown, then it's visa overstays. And for that matter, since the Great Recession, most illegal immigrants come from Asia. They fly over. They don't come uh, across the and, southern and border. And they don't go back. I understand that. But you got 3,000 a day now. Uh, people being taken into custody. Federal government has nowhere to put them. You've got asylum claims of about 100,000 a year, uh, 2018 fiscal year, 67% up from the year before because the people smugglers are saying, just ask for yeah. asylum. It takes three to four years to adjudicate it. So you have, you have a system that's breaking down. So you say it's overblown. This illegal immigration is overblown. We take more than a million foreign nationals into the country every year illegally. Do you believe that there should be 10, 20 million illegal 
I mean, migrants taken into the United States. Do you believe well, that well, look, is a good should, policy? There should be there should be orderly processing. Uh, and is I agree, there, there are, is there now? Is there orderly no, of processing now? Of course not. But putting up a wall, spending money on a wall, that's that's that doesn't address those kinds of. You don't think that concerns. would discourage people from coming here from South and Central America and Mexico? They know they no, can't no, get, go over the wall. About the asylum claims or the caravan. Uh, you know, we know where they where they are, and, and there is a problem with that flood and processing them, and not enough judges, not enough uh, space to house them. Those are very legitimate issues, but that's the wall doesn't sound that that doesn't solve that. But the wall um, keeps people system. from coming. Look, the people smuggling industry in Mexico is a hundred, three hundred million dollar industry. People aren't going to pay these cartel members to try to get them across if they know they can't cross. And the narcotics, you know that. Narcotics, tons of narcotics coming across that border. Well, I mean, shut down the drug war and you, you end that kind of trade. Well, but nobody's going to shut down a drug war and legalize drugs. I know Cato's a well, uh, we're, libertarian, we're, we're but come on. States are legalizing marijuana. I mean, that that is, that is trickling. Um, look, you can't throw all of the problems of the nation uh, into one bucket and say that can be fixed by physical barriers because... Most illegal immigrants, like I say, are, are not coming through uh, in that manner. Are, you know, you, you can spend a little bit more on drones and technological fixes, which are actually more, uh, more effective, more cost-effective cost than, than building miles and miles of, of It seems wall. to me that $5 billion, which is not a large amount of money in the federal budget, okay, inhibiting tens of thousands of people from trying to illegally cross. Do you know that 95% of the Border Patrol agents themselves in a survey, said, we want the wall because we are crushed down here with people trying to sneak across the border. So the Homeland Security apparatus itself says we, we need relief. Now, I agree with you overstaying visas. If you punish the people who do that by charging them with a crime that is going to put them in a very difficult position, all right, that's the way to solve the overstays. But the border is always going to be a major problem with Homeland Security unless there's a big barrier. Look, it worked in Israel, as you know. It stopped. It's a very different situation. If you're dealing with a terrorist threat, that's a different type of problem than, than talking about people you don't want to but come illegally. But it's the same barrier. Way. It's the same barrier. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you about the physical, literal effectiveness of the barrier. That's perfectly fine. I'm not saying, you know, that that's fake news or, or anything like that. I'm saying that it's not cost efficient to spend the money uh, on that. Maybe, you know, maybe more border agents or, or immigration judges or asylum processors so we can process these people. And the ones who have fake claims, which are most of them lately, uh, can be can be uh, returned and and all that. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you just don't you don't have that kind of personnel. And in, and as you know, once you would uh, claim asylum, you're set free in the country. So look, all right, we disagree. We have a gentleman's disagreement on that. But my visa overstay solution would stop that if it became a criminal offense well, to sure. overstay there, your well, visa, as it is in most that. countries. That would stop needs, that. Sure, tracking of, of tourists and, and others who are who are here. I mean, at the end of the day, um, if people are contributing to the economy, which most uh, even illegal immigrants generally are, uh, then that should be a that should be a good thing. Uh, and so well, we wait, really wait, 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 on sixty three percent of all homes in America headed by non citizens. 
both legal and illegal, receive government means-tested welfare payments. 63%. I mean, come on. I mean, at any given level of income, immigrants use uh, the welfare state less than native-born Americans. It doesn't matter. They're not supposed, and the educational system, and the health system, all of these things, if you have millions and millions of people coming in here, as the Gallup poll showed yesterday, 159 million well, want to come here. But illegal immigrants are can. not eligible for any sort of welfare payments. No, and to go to California, they're getting them. Well, that, if, if California as a state wants to, wants to do that, it, it, it can do, you know, it can, it can spend itself into bankruptcy. as, it's, it as it's a poor yeah. And it is. But it, but but it what, comes what back to the taxpayer. That's California. Let's talk about the No, United no, no, States but now. federal money goes to California in the sense of education funds. It flows into California. My dollars in New York flow into California. And same thing in New York. They give means-tested welfare to illegal aliens here. There's more than a million of them in the New York City area. They get it. Come on, you know all this, Mr. Uh, Shapiro. There, you know it's federal, not cost-effective to allow floods it, of people in here. Law also says that even legal immigrants aren't eligible for anything for, for five years. So, yeah, we need to recalibrate our system to make sure that we uh, system's allow... system's broken. It's overwhelmed. Absolutely. We need different visa tiers so people can come here and work legally and, and go back as they did during the Bracero years in the 50s and 60s. There's a whole lot of reforms. You have state-based visas, experiment with federalism that way. There's a whole bunch of reforms that we can have. But the current system, I absolutely agree with you, uh, is broken. But, uh, you know, most Last people question. Are, yeah. Can you calibrate or give me an opinion, give me anything. How many Americans want open borders, want no barriers, let them all in. Um, Democratic Party gets votes out of it. We've seen Nevada, Arizona uh, turn blue. Bill, um, Bill, you're building a straw man. I'm not for open borders. I'm for I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying you are. But can you yeah. calibrate in your mind no, how that, many Americans would support that? That's not popular at all. You don't think it is? Not many. Not many. Because that's what the party chieftains... Look, when you have a Schumer and a Pelosi sitting there going, we want border security... And then eight years of Barack Obama, we didn't have any border security. It's the same mess now it was when Barack Obama took office. Well, you, you know what? They're, they're, that's true. They're engaging in a cynical uh, yeah. ploy that they think they're going to get voters. But you know what? Uh, immigrants assimilate and adopt the political views of the communities into which they assimilate. And so that's why Hispanics in Texas vote a lot more Republican than those in California. Um, so it's not sure at all that whatever the Democrats are trying to deal with is, is going to net them votes you know, 10, 20 years down the line. It's not a certainty, but it is, they should all lay it on the table as you have today. I thought this was a great debate, Mr. Shapiro, between you and me. Um, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Take care. Okay. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Sign With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.